This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Some people don't understand why you've already busted out the sweaters. They may raise a brow at keeping scarecrows out year-round, but you just go ahead. Let them stare, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So sip your classic spiced and iced $3 medium pumpkin spice signature latte, or try the Bold Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew, an ultra-smooth brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also $3 for a medium. All so you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Welcome again to Cards Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and Yana Shanaeus. This is our initial reaction show to Foam's 2-1 to loss to Huddersfield Town today at Craven Cottage. Before we go on any further, guys, I just want to start off here by just congratulating Huddersfield Town and their supporters. Congratulations on the victory because uh, it's a tough place to go and win, and you guys did what you had to do to win. But we're going to break down this match, and we're going to talk about some controversial moments. We'll obviously have some criticism for Fulham, I'm sure. But I wanted to start off before we do anything else and congratulate Huddersfield Town. Okay. Mr. Cohen, first to you. How you doing? Uh, again, uh, I was hoping for better, but it's funny because uh, Huddersfield Town, their recent spell is legit. They're a good side. And uh, they got all three points. So, like I said, congratulations to them. Just give me your opening thoughts on uh, what you watched this morning. Yeah, you know, you can't win every match in this division. We know that as fans, we become accustomed to feeling like we can win every match this year. But right. this is a reality check. You know, as you sure. mentioned, Huddersfield Town, credit to them. Great defensive performance. And they capitalize on our mistakes. That's right. But we were poor. We were poor. I think we haven't really played well in a long time. And yes, we had that 3-0 win over Millwall recently, but I just don't think we've hit our stride ever since we had those matches with six, seven goals and then three in a row. We're just seeing a, a team that's tired, a team that you know can't replicate that high-octane offense every match, and we're seeing the effects of that. That being said, uh, terrible defensive errors from Shalaba and Kearney, just nonsensical touches in their own box, facing their own goal. 
that's some stuff we saw in the Premier League in recent years. Yep. Um, and we got punished by it today. Again, credit to Huddersfield. Terrible, Absolutely. terrible call by the ref on that penalty. We'll penalty. Um, and it seems like championship refs have it in them that no matter what happens to Mitrovic, they'll never call a penalty on him. And again, I don't want to blame the ref too much because nope. we, we contributed to it. But Absolutely. it's maddening. You essentially have given any championship center half a free pass to – just manhandle Mitro because you know they'll know they'll never be penalized for it. Whatever. Right. Um, that being said, we're still top of the league. It's, it's no reason for doom and gloom, but no, absolutely not. Very, very frustrating match. And I would say just before I finish, what, what's with Shalaba starting all these matches in a row? I mean, you have Sari on the bench, you have Reed on the bench. Put one of them in. Put one of them in. The current central midfield partnership is clearly not our best lineup, and I think Silva will realize that for the next match. I hope. But okay, what's going on right now? It's not working. Okay, very good there, my friend. Before I go to Giannis, I forgot to mention this. If you're watching live or want to watch live, a great place to check us out is on our YouTube channel. Please go to the Cottage Talk YouTube channel and subscribe. It's just a great way to watch the show live and watch all of our videos. So please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Okay, Mr. Janaeus, I want your opening thoughts. Uh, I thought Max got us started and a very decent way. It's hard to look at this. I've watched back and I have the luxury, I guess you could say, of having ESPN plus so I can replay this and slow things down. And we'll talk about the controversial moments because I watched all of them over and over again. So I have a, some serious opinions on that, but we'll get to that during the show, but I want to get your opening thoughts on what you watched. I thought Huddersfield were very good. Uh, I think that, you know, they, they came yeah. un- unbeaten in, was it? No joke. No, no joke. I've been in uh, 5,000 games or whatever it is. Yeah. I thought they were very well organized. They had a game plan. Uh, I thought they, uh, I thought that Corbran set their team up well. Uh, they battled for every ball. They had a few elements of luck, penalty included, but really on the balance of play and the way they approached the game and given the conditions as well, I thought I just feel the better side. They, they showed a lot of, um, that wasn't, well, that wasn't the, the team that we 5 1 earlier this season. And, no. Uh, I thought there were some very impressive um, performances on their side, and there were some equally dire ones on our side. That um, we could talk about those. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, there was some real. Uh, there were some head scratching moments that, that really sum, was summed up. I think, but I think um, somebody put a, um, a GAIF of of Marco scowling on the sidelines. Um, he's got very, every reason to be pissed off about the, the um, performance today, but you have to give credit where it's due. And uh, yes. if we'd drawn that, I think it would have been robbery. Okay. I really do thought we were the better side and good luck to him the rest of the year of the way. Okay. And listen, that's a fair assessment. Max's assessment is fair as well. And I can certainly understand why you think they were the better side. I watched the match myself. And uh, again, I thought they did a very good job. And they made Fulham look the way that they did. So we're going to criticize Fulham. But as I wanted to start the show, before we get into that, I don't want people that are watching or listening to, thinking that we're not going to give credit to Huddersfield Town because I think the three of us all want to give them full credit. But we also have to place some blame on our side as well and also talk about some refereeing decisions, which we will talk about as well, because I think they're a factor here. And Giannis, this is the one thing I want to talk about before we get into talking about and breaking down the match. Cause I also want to get your thoughts on the starting level. We haven't done that in a while before we do that. You and I always talk about this. And I thought about you 
right away because both of us watch a lot of NHL hockey. And the one thing that you will see with refs in the NHL is that I won't, won't call them makeup costs, but they'll even out the game. They'll even out the decisions, Giannis, generally. There was plenty of opportunities, I hate to say it, to even it out here. And I, again, will go through them, but is it fair for me to talk about the referee here? I'm not trying to take away any credit from Huddersfield Town, but is it fair to criticize that this was really, I think, a one-sided decision with the referee really not really giving Fulham their due when the situations uh, presented themselves on the other side? Uh, the refereeing was of latrine standards. <laughs> and actually, I, I would I would contest to you that the washrooms at the Hammersmith Road end are cleaner than the level of refereeing that we witnessed today. Okay, and actually, it's not just, and not just that. Actually, the commentary, yep. the commentary, the commentary. Oh, well, Giannis, so galling. Oh my, Giannis, that like, was some really. of the worst commentary I've listened oh to with a full God. match. Oh. Max, I want to get your thoughts on it because I, I was talking to someone else about this. Now, I'm not looking for Fulham glowing talk throughout the match. I'm not, you know. Again, I want even-handed conversation, but the conversation and the talk was so far about Huddersfield Town, it actually was biased. It was really biased. Max, uh, you're in the media. Do you understand where I'm coming from on this? I'm curious your view on that. Yeah, um, it, it was it was a tough morning of viewing, uh, not to mention that we missed the first eight minutes of the match because it was down. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a poor, poor commentary performance. They just wanted to talk about Huddersfield and how – and honestly, they wanted to talk about how Fulham uh, – Work and get promoted. Essentially, that that was a that was a theme of the of, of the match. Was that listen, this isn't over, which I'm not disagreeing with. But to dedicate five minutes of a match just to saying, yep. well, you know, Fulham, yep. if they slip up here, then they'll slip up next week, and suddenly, just just really not focusing on, on, on the match at hand. Right. But also, I know we're going to talk about this later, but the fact that the commentator vigorously defended the referee for the penalty decision was absolutely. Just I mean, Rodak stood his ground. Well, we're going to talk about that. We are certainly going to talk about that. And I yeah. want Giannis's thoughts when we get there because I've slowed this down. Okay. And I have commentary. I've got a quote from Marco Silva and I'll fill you guys in what else he said after the match. Cause again, he's got an interesting view on that situation with Rodak and uh, we'll get to that. Trust me. But um, Giannis, I, w- I want to go back to you because again, I could actually do a whole show talking about the commentary because I thought it was horrible. But I want to talk about something that we have gotten away from a little bit, the starting 11. So I want to get your thoughts here because I know that there's an upcoming match against Peterborough. Maybe that was a factor here, but should there have been potentially more changes here? I'm curious your view on the starting 11 and let's just say the 18 overall because I saw a name on there. The minute I saw a name on the sub list, I'm thinking, oh, Giannis is just going to have a field day with this. And his name's Ivan Cavallero. So I want to get your thoughts when you saw the starting 11. Uh, when I saw his name, I thought of one of uh, Newcastle United's inflatable cats that they took down at West Ham today. Might, <laughs> might have done a better job. Um, the, 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 Ted, Amelia's on, he's, he's listening now. Yep. And made a, a, a good point. And we're going to get to that in terms of um, 
you know, the, the substitutions. I yep. am sick. Oh, we're definitely going to talk about that. But I'm way. sick to crap of Anthony Robinson. I am absolutely fed up now. I, I, in fact, he's going to get my Floyd Aite award. Really? Because, yeah, because today he, his passing is t- totally shocking. And for some reason, well, actually, I can understand Marco resting Naskins. I get yep. that. Bobby ends up getting a goal. Yeah. But Robinson couldn't pass wind. And the problem was the ball got to the left and we knew it was going to break down. And it just, it just, it didn't jive. And I'm just getting to the point now where uh, really I hope to God he brings JB back because we need somebody who can settle the ball down, who's an accurate passer, that's not going to go galloping like a giraffe and then get caught. Because primarily as a fullback, you've got to be a defender first. Nico Williams, I thought, had a pretty good game today. He defended well. Yeah, I, th- I thought he, he played well. well. He's he, And he's young. But I, I think Robinson is a frustrated left-sided midfielder. Can and I just, just say this, Giannis? Because I was talking to a friend of mine, Steve Reynolds, after the match. And I was talking about how you and I have had these conversations about Anthony Robinson. And this goes further back for me, even in the middle of the season, because he has a lot of potential. I'm glad that you said maybe he's a frustrated midfielder. Maybe that's what this is about. But defensively, I think that he's just not at the part that he needs to be at at this point. And I think he's just full of potential. But at what point do you say it's just potential, Giannis? I still think it's potential, but it's decision-making as well. Um, I mean, Brian's going to get criticized because, you know, he's not the quickest player you know, this side of Stoke. But yep. one thing about him is at least he can, at least the bugger can defend. I mean, I, I, I think he'd have, um, you know, we had um, this, the, the, a laughable situation in Ottawa. You probably read about it, you know, the convoys. Yeah, of course. And uh, the police were clearing out the convoy yesterday and they decided to put up a two-foot snow hill to defend themselves against, you know, the police. Really? The rats could even climb that, let alone the police. And and I look at Robinson, he's a, he's, a, he's a mistake waiting to happen every game. And it got to the point where I was yelling here and the cats were going, oh, we're out of here. We're done with this man. Like, what is going on? And he's, and he's one of them. Chalaba's yeah. another one. Chalaba, Chalaba seems to do everything in slow motion. And you notice when, when um, you know, our friend Ginger and Iniesta came on, all yep. of a sudden the pattern of play started to speed up. So it started to pick up. It started to pick up, and our passing got better. But there were a lot right. of players that were just... But, but Robinson right now... I, I, Robinson right now is doing my head in, and it's bald, and I'm done. Make a check. Wow, he's got, gone into Floyd Aite territory. He has... Teddy Max, that's kind of dangerous. Could, for, <laughs> no, I, I, think it's, I think it's unfair. I don't think Anthony okay, Robinson okay. is the reason we lost, we lost today. I think the shallow discussion is totally valid. I think Tom Kearney deserves a lot of blame. Absolutely. Um, and um, I, I think it was I think it was Wilson or Kearney. I can't remember who, but someone before the first goal had, got tackled in, in the right midfield position. Yep. Um, and, and was that Kearney? Was that Kearney or Wilson? Do you guys yeah. remember? Yeah. Anyway, and that was poor. I think – I don't think Robinson was at fault directly for any of the goals. Um, and I think just just poor, poor defending, poor midfield play. I think as well, Cabano shouldn't be being rested. You know, I, I Well, that's a decision that, they, that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so you I mean, disagree with playing Bobby Deckard over Reed. Yeah, instead. I mean, as soon as Cabano came on, you could tell it was, it was a different story. And as Giannis mentioned, as soon as Reed came on, Harrison Reed, it was a different story. Those players should be starting from the off. Because okay. as you mentioned, you know, 
Well, do you uh, think he should have mixed it up a little bit more, Max? No, I mean, I think he mixed it up too much, right? He, he changed okay. the winning formula. You know, we're playing a team who's, what, 11, 12 matches undefeated. Okay. We're in the playoff spots. Why are you looking with an eye until Wednesday and it's Peterborough at home? Maybe. You know, this is the big match. Yeah. And we didn't seat up for it, you know? Okay. And, and that, that was very frustrating. That being said, we had a lot of chances. Carvalho, I thought, played well. In, in a, on a different day with different breaks, different luck, yep. it's a different story. So I'm not trying to get too, too worked up about this result, but there were some moments of just baffling incompetence at the back um, and referee incompetence that, that just make us angry. But okay. come on, there are so many bad breaks. When Williams cut down late in the match and flashed that ball across, Carvalho yep. also put a ball across. Tosin had a header, Mitro had a header, Carvalho had that shot. I mean, we, we played actually well in stretches. It wasn't a complete performance, but I disagree with the honest that Huddersfield, it would have been a crime if it had been a draw. I think a draw might have been a fair result, given okay. how much we dominated in spells. Okay. But again, credit to Huddersfield Town. That's yes. a perfect away performance. They're, they're going to do well this year. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they got the playoffs at the end of the year and stayed there. Um, they're a very good defensive outfit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they were difficult to break down. But Fulham did create opportunities. There's no question about that. So let's get to it, guys. And we certainly will talk about the second half, and then we'll talk about it. I know Emilio really wants to hear some talk, and I want to talk about the substitutions, and maybe there should have been substitutions earlier, maybe even going into the second half. We'll talk about that when we talk about the second half. Let's talk about the first half. And, you know, it's funny, Giannis, and I'll I'll go to you first, because when we analyze the first half, and we talk about the buildup to the first goal. Fulham were really starting to get going right before this goal comes. And it's a goal that we've seen several times now. It's a mistake. And Fulham's tend to get punished on their mistakes. They got punished again. I've seen this mistake in losses. I've seen these goals in some of the losses. There is a common thread here. And uh, I think that the players, and I think Marco needs to look at this and take a little bit of responsibility on what happened. And and the one thing I will say about Marco Silva, because I want to talk about him a little bit when we go through the show, is that, um, you know what? I think it's okay. You know, and again, I I heard a part of his analysis about the match, but I, I think it's okay. Maybe he could say, you know what? Maybe he didn't do a great job today. You know, I think it's okay. I've, I complained about Parker. I think, um, Sometimes the manager, I think, should own up to his part in this as well, not just the players. So just want to just say that, guys. All right, Giannis, to you, let's talk about the first goal from Huddersfield Town. And it's funny because, again, it is against the run of play, but credit to them. They broke quickly. They took advantage of an error of ours, and they get the early lead. Your thoughts? Yeah, Kearney Kearney dispossessed. Ball goes through. I thought Ward had an excellent game for them. Danny Ward was- really did. He was super. Did led the line brilliantly. And by the way, I don't think I. I actually think Mitra had a good game today, um, but he was getting little or no support. A from the refs and B from his teammates. But but if you look at that shot, Rodak's got to have that. I mean, I know the conditions are were poor. Um, it's but he's got to do better than that. And and question one of the things that's going to emerge is. Is it? Do you give Gazaniga another chance? Because um, the timing of the goal was poor. He yep. looked a little shaky the last few games. It does go to show that next year, you know, assuming we go back to the Premier League, we need a, we need a we need better goalkeeping. And I think that's some that's the sort of goal that um, Rodak is going to want back. 
And you could see the reaction of the defenders when they went. He's like, oh, yep. no. This is no. from Dave Cronin. Is it time for Gazzaniga to start? I think it might. I think it might be. And I think Peter was going to be as good as um, anything because right now Peter can't even beat an egg. So, um, they, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're in absolute dire, dire straits at the, at the bottom. It's a good game. You might as well give, give, them, a, give them a chance, give them a start. But Rodak, um, no, um, it was a nice goal, and, and I think Ward deserved that goal for, for all his work. Okay, but it was against the run of play. It was. And it's a sucker, and it's a sucker punch. Sucker but, punch. Yeah. But we, you know, what it was self-inflicted. Absolutely. And, um, they took the lead, and uh, and good for them. Okay, and like I said, fair credit to them. They took advantage of our mistake, and they got the goal, and they went ahead. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. Let's just get even before the end of the half, or even just go down a goal going into the second half. I, I thought Fulham would still be in decent shape. And Max, to you, I'm going to give you the honors of talking about the penalty situation, the second goal for Huddersfield Town. So let's talk about it. But before we do, I'm just going to just share some thoughts that Marco Silva shared. And you can actually see this on the Fulham Twitter account. You can watch his uh, analysis of the match. Uh, I watched it and I pulled this quote. And this is about that situation, Max. So this is what Marco Silva stated. With a big mistake from the ref, we lost the game, unquote. So that's the quote. And he is talking about this situation. He added Max. I'm paraphrasing, but what he said was Rodak was fouled by the player. Yeah, I was actually just going to say that. So, again, that's what I want to talk about on this. I've watched this several times. I want both of your thoughts on this because I've I I think Marco's right your thoughts Max yeah it's a collision these things happen on, on the pitch a lot and what's even more frustrating is that oftentimes when it involves the goalkeeper they're given the benefit of the doubt and referees are very keen to protect keepers and call the foul on the attacker for me Rodak stands there he stands there and Thomas runs into him blindside doesn't even see him doesn't even see him. and he falls down to call that a penalty is extremely soft, extremely soft. I think you let that play go on. And it's even more annoying considering all the claims we had later in the match with handball, we'll talk about pushes, it. and trips, and, and, and all that stuff. So I, I disagree with it massively. I'm there with, with Marco Silva. And if that penalty doesn't go in, he's right. It's, it's a 1-1 match. It's a draw. So, yeah, you could say the, the ref the ref cost us big time. Okay. Giannis, your thoughts on this? Again, you've seen these situations before. I've seen these situations before that the goalkeeper, just as Max and Marco Silva stated, that the foul would actually be on the player. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you agree or do you think that this is a penalty? I think I think it's, I actually think it's very tight. Um, I think it's one of those where he needed to go and consult with the assistant ref and he didn't. But I, I disagree with Marco. That's not the reason we lost. Yeah, okay. I mean, you, you, I mean, you, I think that's a dangerous um, role you take when you say, "Well, the ref robbed us." Now we robbed ourselves. We had enough. We had enough. Well, chances. that's what I said. Take yeah. personal responsibility. You got to take responsibility because you're not going. to You know what? It's the old Wenger trick. Um, you're going to have decisions that go for us, go against us. Balance of probabilities. The end of the season is going to come around. Um, I, I thought it was. I mean, soft penalty probably, okay. but they'd missed their last five penalties, Russ. Yep, they'd missed their last five penalties, and guess what? Rodak actually got a hand to it. So I mean, it's it's one of the, yep. look, it's one of those. I, I don't. 
I think um, Marco might have said this to the media for public posture to get his players going and da da da. Yep. But if he really looks in the mirror and, and reviews this game, he really can't have many complaints. No, really. he, can't. he can't. I agree with this because even with all these situations, even we're going to talk about the opportunities, why didn't Fulham get a penalty? His team didn't do enough. So that's why he needs to analyze and break down what went wrong instead of focusing all on the referee and the breaks we didn't get. Maybe it's for the media, but if he doesn't do his due diligence and look at what his players did, then he's hurting himself. And he needs to analyze. They need to look at this match, figure out everything that they've done wrong, and correct the errors because there were errors here. And uh, I want to share this from Toby Jones because he was actually in the hammy end. So this is what Toby said. I was in the hammy end. Looked like a penalty to me. And then he follows that up. Rodak took him out. Sorry. So, again, that was his view. Now, again, he's there. We are watching on TV, so there are different views of it, but I understand why Toby is saying what he said. So thank you, Toby, for sharing that with us. And uh, so with that situation, guys, we, we get to the half and Fulmer down 2-0. So let's now talk about the second half. Before we do that, I want to go back to something that – Emilio was uh, was uh, met messaging about because he w- talked about potentially making a halftime substitution. Giannis, would you have made a halftime substitution? Let's talk about that because, again, I think that this is something that we can look at and maybe it's something that we should be talking about with Marco because Marco's not infallible. Marco is, I think, a great manager. Did he make a, an error in judgment here and not make a halftime substitution? I think Mark has been brilliant this year. Um, but I, but I, uh, coming up the second half, I thought there'd be at least one substitution. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be, you know, Naiskins for Bobby um, or, um, I don't know. I mean, Bobby Reed's played at fullback. Naiskins for Robinson and put him left and keep, you know, uh, do it like that. And uh, it just, just, we just, we needed a bit of a shake-up. I also thought maybe the Seri would come on because Chalaba, yeah. Chalaba, um, oh dear, he was another one I was head-butting the wall about. It just wasn't, it wasn't working. Um, but I think what he's probably said is, okay, I'm going to give you buggers 10, 15 minutes to prove me wrong. And then I'm going to make changes. But one of the questions that will have to be asked of Marco is when is the timing of the substitutions right. were a little too were too little and too late. Chalaba should have come off a lot earlier than he did because when when uh, when Reed came on, all of a sudden, as I mentioned earlier, the tempo rose. And now we were making inroads into the final third and causing them real problems. Um, and I'm hoping that Marco will look at that. Right. So, okay. Um, something for Wednesday. Because Peter, I think, lost today, so they'll be miserable buggers. Right. And, then, and their manager's miserable all the time anyway. So if we can go at them and do it quickly, then I think we should have some fun on Wednesday night. But the timing of the subs, I think, was was odd. And as I said, I think they, you should have made one or two changes at halftime. Okay. Max, what are your thoughts on this? And, and again, to be fair, listen, I, I think Marco Silva is a great manager, but even great managers, you know, can look at things and look at situations and analyze them and say, maybe, hey, maybe I should have done things a little bit different. And I've heard this after the match the timing of the subs and Emilio brought this 
to my attention. And now Yanis is talking about it. What are your thoughts about the timing of the subs? Maybe halftime subs or even earlier than when Neeskins came on. Neeskins, I believe, came on in the 60th minute. I think he came on then. Maybe he should have come on a little bit earlier. Maybe the other sub should have come on a little bit earlier to really change things up. You're down 2-0 You're at the half. Maybe it's time to change it at halftime. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Neil Stort in the comments says he was hoping Sari would come on for Shalala at halftime. I think yeah. that's a good shout. You know, also could be Reed. Yeah, I think it needed a halftime sub. When you're down two at the half and it's clearly not working midfield, that works. You know, could have taken off Kearney earlier as well. And I think Steve Turner has a good point with regards to the subs. You know, if we played the first 80 minutes with the intensity of the last 10, we would have won it with ease today. That's a great point, is that it seems like we only really got up for it properly when we had all the subs on at the end. And by that point, we were chasing the match, chasing it. So that's frustrating. Yeah, it just seemed that it wasn't our day, but Silva could be more proactive. I, I agree with your guys' yeah. comments. This has been something we've been talking about, I feel, for 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 years, regardless of the manager. You mentioned Parker. That was a big thing. Um, I'm not sure what it is about top-level managers, but the fans always seem to think they're not making proactive subs. In my opinion, it's that the manager really wants to stick with his starting 11 game plan. They map it out all week, and, and they're very reluctant to change it. They see it as their kind of – project their baby and they don't want to just throw it out if it's not working they want to stick with it uh, and I think that is a flaw in management because for us you know we have no tie to that starting 11 it's not our you know week-long game plan we just want right. to win sometimes managers I think are too reluctant to switch it up okay I want to share this because we're talking a little bit about Siri why is Siri not starting Giannis he's has a good brain I'm just sharing what Val has, sees great passing opportunity and a good passer when is the time for Siri it's interesting. Go back to something Max said. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Max said there, and I thought, um, what did you say last? I'm, I've, I've just, uh, I've just had a brain freeze. Do you have I'm a senior said, moment? Yeah, I'm having a senior. <laughs> the, your last comment, Max, was bang on. What was it? Um, about the managers not yes. wanting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, that's perfect comment. That's perfect. And and you know what? The classic example of that is actually what happened at West Ham with the Kurt Zuma situation. The Kurt Zuma situation turned up. The ownership turns to, to Moyes and says, you're going to have the call on whether Zuma plays. And he said, I'd already picked the 11. Well, common mm. sense dictates to you that with the furor around Zuma, remember now, not forget, he's still not played an away game since, you know, Catgate. Yep. It just goes through the stubbornness. I mean, common sense would dictate to you, not like you're out of the lineup and he didn't right. do that. And you're right, you're right about this, Max, because managers are really, really stubborn. And I think sometimes you just gotta, you know, you put the lineup on Friday, but it doesn't mean you got you can't change it. No. You know, and it doesn't mean that you don't get it wrong. And if um it's not working, um, it's not working. And whether it's eighteen minutes in or it's eight minutes in, you go, right, this ain't working, I'm not feeling it, right, you're coming off, you sit on the bench, you come on. The old style managers like, you know, the Fergies and certainly Cluffy wouldn't have thought twice about that. Right. So it's a stubborn, a stubborn streak in the um, in a lot of managers, and I don't like it. As for Seri, yeah, Seri had a, played really well in the AFCON, um, and uh, he needs to come back in now. Chaloba's like a, um, a DERV, they call it in England, a diesel engine road vehicle. One of those trucks. He's very he's too slow. And okay. um, we need to increase the pace because I think 
Otherwise, we can't we can't supplement um, uh, our strikers. One more thing: when yep. Cabana came on, I want to give credit to their right back Turton and the centre back Pearson because I they, thought they, they did, did a nice super job. job covering because Cabana got he got nothing out of them no. when he when he came on. He didn't make and, an impact. And that's maybe I think you look at the Huddersfield performance. You go, you look at little things like that and go, you know what? They play well. I mean, they, they really they do. But if I hear play. how great Tom Lee's is one more time, I think I'm going to throw up because I, I heard that it through the entire match. Max is laughing because he knows I'm right. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player, though. I he's mean, a good player, good. but I mean, yeah. how many times can you say how great Tom Lee's is during a match? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, so let's now talk about really getting into the half. And it's starting to get late. And But Fulham pull one back and they get the goal. From Bobby Decadovery, but this is really a shot from Nico Williams that sets this up. It just got to Bobby and he puts in the back of the net, Max, and it's late in the match. Are you thinking, okay, we have a shot here once Bobby scores? I thought so. I really thought so because we had six minutes of added time and there are chances. Let's be clear. We had chances to tie this up and maybe even win it. Um, but give credit to Bobby because as you mentioned, Nico is smashing this, going for goal. He's not looking for Bobby. That's a He's shot. not looking for Bobby at all. And, and the control to get, bring that under his feet, first touch, and the second touch, I think that's even more impressive yeah. to put that perfectly in a situation where he can strike it with his left. That was a very impressive goal, very well taken. And I'm happy for Decado Reed to justify selection in the starting 11. You know, I'm not always his biggest fan, but he's popped up with important goals. You know, the winner at Stoke a couple of weeks ago. So credit to him. That's a great goal. But, you know, Nico Williams had that wayward shot. I want to see more of that. I felt too often in this match we were passing up potential shots just to – Well, he was taking some shots, to be honest with you. Maybe not the best shots in the world. Yeah, but I like that. I I like the urgency because really we we didn't trouble the Huddersfield keeper very much until, you know, an hour, an hour into the match. Okay. Not really accepted for home match. So, good friend. All right, good stuff. I have to share this because I have commentary on this. My friend Chris is a Liverpool supporter. (laughs) There's a great pass from Nico for the Fulham goal. Chris, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to continue to say this and push Fulham to sign Nico Williams permanently. You don't need him. You have people behind that are younger at that position that you can bring up. Please, you don't need him. Fulham actually need Nico Williams permanently. So I'm going to be banging on that drum the rest of the season. I thought I would just mention that because I know you're watching. All right. All right, guys. So again, now we're going to talk about the end of the match. This is where it gets a little sticky because we could talk about the situations with Mitro, and there were a few of them, but we also have to talk about the handball. So let's talk about this in the 94th minute. Giannis, I'm going to give you the honors on this. I've watched this back several times, and a friend of mine said to me after the match, if you're going to call the penalty early in the match on – against Fulham, then this is the equal to that. If that's soft, and we all think that was soft, maybe this is a little soft, but shouldn't it be called? It is. It does hit his hand, Giannis. Intent or no intent, it actually hits his hand and probably causes the uh, shot not to be as powerful. So, again, your thoughts on what happened in the 94th minute. Should Fulham have gotten a penalty here? Yes. It was a penalty. It's 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 um, it's ball to hand, but it's 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 clear for me. But it's um, this ref, this ref was giving us absolutely nothing. Or Mitro was getting you know rugby tackled, 
yeah. in the box. And um, the last time I looked, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got to get our, our players have to get protection. And um, you know, you went back to the the hockey analogy in terms of the even up call, back exactly. to even up call, and he didn't give it. And um, you could see at the end when the final was a blue, the elation from the coaches, how big a, a win this was. Right. Not just the three points. And funny, because if you look at the results, the results around us actually went pretty well. They did. But also, but also the fact that they just played the best team in, in the division and they knew it. And Corbrand said it in his, his presser afterwards. And um, it was good revenge for them for the 5-1 spanking earlier. Sure. And uh, they played well as well. So that's a team... Um, that um, gave us trouble today. That's a long journey down to the fans. So. When this happened, should not factor in on someone's decision, a ref's decision. Absolutely. Because I have a feeling that because it was so late in the match, he was unwilling to make this call and just decided to ignore it. I could be wrong, but I think of when it came, I think that factored in to his decision-making, which is just wrong. That's just my opinion. Yeah, his name's Tony Harrington, but if I were him after the final whistle, I'd have changed his name to Harrington, as in I'm going to hurry quickly to the car park get and get and get in my vehicle because I'm about to get bricks thrown through it or, or, or ice creams or lollipops because you could tell the... the, the Just call it both ways, man. Just call yeah, it both call ways. It both That's ways. all. Yeah, it was... It was, it was, it was um, I'm, I'm getting... You know, I, I, I do believe there should be VAR because I want the right call. And I'm sure honest, I mean, I've been saying it. I know people have so many problems with VAR and I have issues with it, but I think it does work when it's needed to work in certain situations. And I think it would have worked here. Yep. Make the, just make the right call. That's all. That's Let's all. Get, we've got the technology. Forget make about right when call. it happens in the match. Make the call. If it's the right call, that's yeah. your job. Make the call. Yeah. Uh, Max has a little perplexed look, Max. I don't want I don't want Vaughn in the championship. Oh, we here we go. Okay, guys. okay. So we're gonna have a whole conversation about this. No, no, no. Okay, but on this specific situation, Max, would you agree with me that I think a factor in this is when it happened and it no. was right in front of him? I disagree. I disagree. I we've seen plenty of late penalties given, I feel like, in in, in okay. my football watching career. I think it was just he was just a poor ref. Okay. I just think he was I think he was bad. Simple as that. Didn't know what he was doing. Okay. That's almost giving him too much credit that he factored in the stage of the match, et cetera. But this is the thing. See, Chris agrees with me. Thank you, Chris. The thing here, Max, though, (laughs) you got to remember, um, this is the best second-tier league in the world. And and this division is better than most first-tier leagues. In fact, I would argue. Agreed. I agree with um, you. Doesn't and mean I it think, makes VAR though. I think VAR, no, VAR, I, VAR ruins the the, yeah. the game in some instances. We saw that last year when we you can't really celebrate a goal. You know, even what happened with Lamina, just because you have VAR doesn't mean the referees don't know what they're doing at any stage of the match. Okay. But okay. if you can have it in Eredivisie, if Dennis Adoy can play for Club Bruges <laughs> in the Jupiler League and they have VAR, then we should have VAR. I, I, I just because the, the the manner of you know the promotion and the hundreds of millions of pounds. I mean, we, we can talk about the Sheffield United Aston Villa robbery. Um, that is where VAR could have made the right call. Right. That, that could could you you don't know that down the line it could dis- one call could dissolve a club. Just one call. The difference between promotion and staying down, and then something going south. Yeah. I I I, I, I if it takes time, they, they do it brilliantly. I think in rugby, if you watch rugby union. Uh, um, 
you know, they've got the truck and the, the interactions between the referee and the truck are very, very quick and very, very precise. I think rugby nails it. And I think yep. if we could adopt that, it could work in VAR, it can work in championship, but um, we're always going to have naysayers, aren't we? Oh, of course, of course. And listen, I'm for VAR. I understand where Max is coming on this. It's funny because I just watched uh, on ESPN Plus, Giannis is going to laugh, and probably Max too, when I say I watched a whole special on the tuck rule and how much my team has benefited from the tuck rule. He's smiling. I see Max smiling. And again, it was a call that was made with, you know, a, a VAR system. We can call it what it is. And the right call was made. And that's all I'm going to say. And Patriots went on to win six Super Bowls, so I'm happy about that. But I know, I know, Max is rolling his no, eyes. Yeah, the NFL, we can't escape it. Can't hey, Russ, yes, Russ yes. Um, the, today's referee, Tony Harrington, is from Hartlepool. Okay. So he's from that neck of the woods. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, okay. I, I, I'm just saying. Because I mean, well, there's you know, a reason why they always announce, or you can find out where the refs from, because it, that can be a factor. I'm not saying it is here. I'm not. I'm not saying he's biased. I. I just. Again, well, I just. They, human, I think right? I'm going with Max. I just think he's a bad ref. Uh, I'll go with Max on that. But if but, you, I, I, I don't mind bad refs. But what I do have a problem with is bad refs who are, incon, who are inconsistent. If you, right. if you consistently bad both ways, we can that's deal with fine. it. But that's if fine. that's a penalty on Rodak, as you give it, exactly, you've got, to give the penalty, you've got to give the penalty in the handball. Okay, good and stuff. And that's inconsistent. I'm, I'm with you, Giannis. One other thing I, I want to talk about before we get to the end of our show is this. So, Max, your thoughts on this. Mitro's reputation for diving is a problem. We're not getting calls in the box. Your thoughts? Yeah, spot on. Spot on, Neil. Because he just throws himself about. You know, it's something he does. He's not going to change. I'm not a fan of it. You know this. We've talked about it on the show. I don't like his diving. And it's, I think it goes beyond the diving. It's also his theatrics, badgering of the refs. Yep. It's his constant kind of yelling, throwing himself about, you know, getting into it. And let's be clear, he gives it just as good as he takes it. He'll pull a shirt, he'll throw an elbow. You know, he's just kind of a very physical, in the weeds, in the trenches player. So, and yeah, and, and that's a reputation thing. And refs don't want to be seen as giving into it. Yeah. Refs don't want to be seen as being conned. It's the worst thing a ref wants to be known as is someone who just falls for it. So even when it is a legitimate foul, they're much less likely to give it. This is actually a good point, and I want to share this from Chris because we are talking a little bit about VAR. The main problem with VAR is that you have referees refereeing other referees. You need to X refs and X players. Maybe. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's X uh, current referees analyzing other referees, maybe that's the problem. And I have to share this. Sorry, Max. Thank you, Chris. Go pass. Thank you. I had to share that. Okay. Good stuff. Great stuff, guys. I do want to share this from Emilio, who's uh, watching live with us. And he's right. Let's be honest. Standard refereeing has been poor all season in the championship, not just today. Giannis, it is. And for all the money that you can get, getting out of the championship, the money that's available here. Why aren't they like upgrading the refs here? I'm serious. I, 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 I don't know. And I, I know that there's, I, I've got a theory about this. I think with a league like the championship, you've got to get the, you've got to get the best refs. And I think yeah. that if the best refs aren't in the champ in, below the premier league, aren't available in the championship. I think you go international. I do. I, I think you, 
and and you see it funny enough you see that here yeah. um you see it with um things like even i mean the many tournaments that i attended the number of tournaments um here in canada where they would have u.s refs and vice versa or they'd have mexican refs i think you've got to get the best refs yep. and some of these some of these buggers are just awful they're oh, just yeah. terrible oh yeah and you know what uh, you know, whether you're a Huddersfield fan or a Fulham fan, you want to get, you want to w- watch a good f- game of footy, but you want to see officials that, you know, that can manage the game. Right, and part of my, part of my hubris, uh, and every team does it, and I'm not going to crap on Huddersfield for this, but the time-wasting aspect. Oh, I mean, we saw You knew that Nich- was coming, Yance. yeah. You knew, Nich- you knew it was coming. Nichols was, was scrambling eggs and baking a slow cake. And how many times? And then when once at one point in the second half, I was listening to a podcast that was predicting if they got ahead, that was going to happen. Yeah, like because he does it, I guess. Does it? So you know what? Teams do it. Blow the whistle. Wave a card. Don't do it in the third minute of injury time. Do it ten minutes into the second half when they're doing it. Blow the whistle. Give a card, and and just you'll know. And then and then they'll start moaning. Great. Well, speed up the play. Speed up the play. Right. I mean, but refs are reluctant to do it. Just. Just call it, you know. And then when, when okay, when Nichols went down, he was taken out by his own freaking player. He's rolling around like he's lost his head and his limbs and all the sorts of. It's your own player that's taking you down, you, yep. you bugger. Like, and he's, yep. and he's like he's rolling, he's feeling extremities that weren't hit in the first place. And oh, and this is where the refs really need to. So I yeah. right, get up, okay, get up, okay. Enough talks about the refs, but I do have to share this because we have a co-host that is a ref. Steve Lydian, we need you. Yes, we need you, Steve. I that. I totally agree. We need Steve in the championship. He's further down the table of – actually, further down the, the ladder, I should say, of, of refs. But maybe it's time for Steve to move up to the championship. We could use you, Steve. We definitely could use you. Let's see. And, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I'm glad that Emilio mentioned this. Jeremy King called out the time wasting last night. Very good point. Thank you for sharing that, Emilio. Okay. All right. Coming up next to finish up the show, we're going to talk a little bit about Marco Silva. And I'm going to ask the question to everyone watching live and my co-host. Should we name a man of the match? Okay, guys. Let's finish up with this. You know, again, we do put a lot of blame on the players, and, and we should. How much do we put on Marco Silva for the loss? Giannis, I'm going to go to you first because, again, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I have been one. I still believe that Fulham have a very good manager, and they're fortunate to have him, but no one's infallible. How much of the loss do you put this on Marco Silva? He's got to take some responsibility. He picked the lineup. He got the team prepared for, for the game today. Uh, he should have made substitutions at half time. He made the substitutions late. He bought Cavier on. That enough should that in itself should be a crime. He wasn't bad. No, nah, he was he okay. Bad. But again, he can't be. I, t- I said it before. He can't beat an egg. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, <laughs> really, like you want a one player, and you want at least the ability to, to you know bring the fullbacks into play and stretch them out wide. And he's, I mean, he did he did okay. Look, the effort was there. Yeah. But honestly. A fourth minute of injury time and we're winning 25 nothing, and there's 30 seconds to go, I might be tempted. But um, we've got young players in the under-23s. I know Munoz was out today. Yeah. Uh, a thigh problem. But, um, no, he has to take a fair amount of it because yeah. the lineup didn't look right and 
Marco is a very intelligent uh, manager, and for me, he'll probably not sleep well tonight because he'll be grumbling about things he could have done differently. Right. And I'm good with that, and uh, I'm expecting right. us to roll back. The Super Lily Whites roll back on uh, Wednesday. Right, and that's my thoughts about Marco, is that I'm sure he's going to look at this and analyze what went wrong, and hopefully he looks at some of the decisions he made along with how his players played, because there were some bad performances out there, Max. I think you can agree with me on that, but how much do you put this on Silva? Yeah, I'd probably say a good a third, a third of it has to go to Silva because the center midfield partnership isn't working. He should know that, and I don't like that Cavana was on the bench. That is what it is. Um, but again, the players and the ref probably deserve the other two thirds of the blame. And let's not talk. Let's not forget about the players just quickly. They yeah. didn't show up. I think this is right. another example of how if we get promoted, hopefully we do. There's going to have to be another big toner, turnover. But again, that's another episode. <laughs> That's for another time, my friend. That's for another time. But to end the show, and I'm asking the question because, again, I was talking to a friend after the match. Who's the man of the match? Do we have a man of the match? Because, again, there were some bad performances. Is there someone that stands out that was above the rest? Or was it just a match where you just don't really have a man of the match? Giannis, your thoughts. Do we have a man of the match here? Well, if you're you know, watching live, yeah. feel free to share your thoughts on this. Well, Billy the Badger always gets lots of votes from me. <laughs> I thought I, I'm going to give it to Nico Williams. I thought Nico, and had that's a good what game. I'm getting, my friend. I'm already getting comments on Nico Williams. Yeah, but I'll t- I'm going to give I'm going to give a special shout out to Mitro because I thought he worked. You can really see with the training, the fitness, the weight loss has really told. He worked so hard today. He really okay. did. I mean, he was up and down the pitch, and he's so improved as a passer of the ball as well. And uh, he was getting really frustrated today because, of, really, because of lack of service. And and, and I'm sorry, some of the, he was manhandled often enough. I know he yeah, makes it makes a meal of it. But I, his work rate is it's it really. You look back at last year and you see what how criminal it was the way he was treated. And um, he's got he's got his 31 goals. The posh better watch out because Wednesday night he's going to be in a bad mood, and it could get ugly if he gets going. Okay, very good. All right, I'm going to share some comments before I go to Max. This is from Wayne, Nico Williams, man of the match. Now, Chris, of course you're going to say Nico Williams, but that's for your bias with Liverpool, of course. Oh, I've got one. No, no, no. This one's for Chris. I think it should go to Mario Lamina. Mario Lamina? Just because. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. He'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Neil Stewart says Williams, if anyone. Let's see what Emilio has to share. Fabio had a good first half, our best player, but went missing in the second half. Let's see what Val or let's see what the comments are coming very quickly. Val says agree with that about Mitro. Max, I'll go to you and then I'll share some more comments. Who was your man of the match? I'm going to have to go Bobby just because he scored the goal. That was the one glimpse of quality. I think that stood out above the rest today. Got to go with the goal scorer. Okay, so okay, so you're you're gonna go with Bobby. What are your thoughts about Nico Williams? Yeah, I think he was excellent. I think he was one of our brightest attacking forces. Love that little nutmeg in the second half. Uh, just couldn't quite get the cross, but yeah, I think he's he's been a real revelation. I really am a fan of his. Okay, let's see what Dave Cronus is. Nico Williams looks a bundle of energy and a great crosser, and yes, he is. Let's see, Toby Johnson's Carvalho was the only player with some quality in the first half. So. See, Trevor 
says definitely Williams. So we have a lot with Nico Williams, and I understand that. Okay, great show, guys. We went longer than I thought we were going to go, but once the three of us start talking, I just let it rip. So good stuff. Oh, I've got another one. Let's see. I'll keep it coming. Nico Williams, pure and simple. Emilio Johnson, can Teddy or Nico play on the left? That's a good point. That's, <laughs> no, that's, I think that Ted, I think Teddy's got a point there. I think Teddy's got a point there because, really? um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because you know what? You want to get Nico in there, but c- can you get Teddy in there? I just think that, you know, what I said earlier, um, uh, Anthony Robinson is a mistake waiting to happen. And if you've got nerves about, I, I'd bring JB back. But if you've got nerves about bringing JB back, then why not? Give it okay. a go. I mean, really, what have the posh got? Johnson, okay. Clark, Harris, they, they sold their best player in Siriki Dembele. Okay. They, they couldn't score in a... Well, you finished the sentence. Right. So, um, Mario Lamina. Yeah, see, <laughs> see it, it, took, it took me a second for me to remember the match last season. Okay, that's what you were talking about. It took... I don't know why it took me a second. Now I got it. Mario Lamina, I love it. Let's see. We got some, we got some good stuff. Oh, I have to share this, Giannis. This is from Neil. Cavalero wasn't horrible. Oh dear. <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's see, I, I, let's see. Steve Reynolds says Cavalero just to wind up Giannis. <laughs> I, 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 you know the sad thing about Cavalero is he's not the player that played for Wolves. No, he's not. He's not. I mean, I don't know why. And happened. Emilio can attest to a conversation we had with a Wolves supporter before he came to us, came on the show, and told us, basically warned us about Cavalero. He warned us, and it he turned out to be right. So he's he's about as I mean he's he's oh oh don't get me started. I mean, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, the last thing that I want to talk about, guys, because again, I I saw a comment from Dave Cronin. Basically, this is not doom and gloom. I know we're talking about a loss, and I want to end by talking about that, Max. You and I already you started the show by talking about this. It's one match. It's one loss in this calendar year. Fulham are still in great shape. I don't care what anyone's saying. They're in fantastic shape. I still believe they're going to win the league. Nothing has changed over a loss. and But I think that we just have to look at the match in a vacuum. Just talk about what it was. It was a loss. One loss. It doesn't mean that it's a pattern, Max. And I know that there are people out there that are thinking, uh-oh, here it comes. I don't think, uh-oh, here it comes, is going to arrive. I agree. And let's just think about the last time he lost was against Sheffield United in late December. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere situation, Max. And, uh, and we the did pretty well after that. So I'm really looking forward to the response. You know, yep. We've always seen him bounce back well from defeats. Remember the 4-1 against Coventry sparked that you know seven-match winning run. So <laughs> hopefully we're in, we're in for a good couple of weeks. Okay. Not you know, Floyd Aite. There we go there, Giannis. Okay. Giannis. Yes, sir. I want to get your thoughts on this and then we're going to wrap this up because yep. I just saw the comment from Dave Cronin and Max shared his thoughts. And this isn't doom and gloom, Giannis. I think Fulham are still going to win the league. It's one match. And I actually think they're going to bounce back. They're, they were not going to go undefeated the rest of the year. I don't know what people are thinking. They were going to lose. A team beat them today. It's pure and simple. And we move on, right? Yeah, when, when when things go wrong, it's better, the best thing is to get back on the horse. That's unless, right, and we're going to have that opportunity. Unless the horse is Caballero, in which case it might be three-legged. Or Florida um, Ute, right? No, he's got two legs. Two-legged horse. 
No, no, that wouldn't be very adventurous. But no, these a posh is probably the best. I mean, the best thing about yeah. soccer games. I mean, QPR found out last Saturday against Barnsley that you can't just go in and think you, you know you're just going to go and walk it. That's right. Uh, because the championship is weird. But I think Peter are going to hate coming down. They've just lost a derby, and that's a big defeat for them. And um, I hope we absolutely wipe the floor with them just to shut Darren Ferguson up, because he's just just to shut him up. Just cause I'm there you with know. you, man. I'm I'm mm. there with you, but I'm just lo- looking at the table right now. And if you look at it right now, live table, Fulham have a 10 point lead over Blackburn. They have an 11 point lead over QPR. Those are the two teams I'm looking at. Yep. But again, right behind them is Huddersfield Town. But Huddersfield Town, we have two games in hand on Huddersfield Town, and I don't see them catching us. So if you look at it overall, guys, it's a loss. But we're in very good shape. Nothing really has changed. We can yeah. just look at the loss and move on. And now we are on to Peterborough. Another Patriots turn there. Sorry, Max. Okay. Time to wrap this up for my very good friends, Max Cohen and Yashines. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.